If history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. Welcome back here to Freedom's Call, everybody. And this is uh, your host, Brett Sterley. And we are joined by Convention of States uh, Projects, Wisconsin State Director, Joanne Laufenberg, and Wisconsin State Senator, Dan Canodal. Representative Canodal, how were you exposed to to Article 5 and, and became acquainted with that? Did Joanne put you in a headlock or something like that? Or was it? Uh... <laughs> well, Joanne caught me at, at a good time. I had uh, really just uh, been working on and, and completed a, uh, a balanced budget only resolution. And uh, then uh, the Convention States Group, Joanne specifically, asked me to expand my, my horizons as, as what uh, this, this application well, would be it shouldn't just cover a balanced budget. We we should look at in this case the term limits, and that specifically what we're all talking about very much is the uh, the size of the federal government. Now you're seeing uh, a better reaction from state legislators to be to accept this because, quite frankly, the states and those of us that are legislators have felt the pain. This is an avenue of. Uh, maybe you call it relief. I, I would call it an, an avenue of authority that we have failed to act, give some exercise to. We have failed to act on the authority granted to us. No, absolutely. I think, you know, whenever, whenever I got involved back in the fall of 2014 as, as a volunteer, yeah, I kind of took it a lot like what Joanne did. Just like, well, this kind of makes common sense. I mean, this is this this just seems reasonable, and it's a and it's something that states should want to do. So we should be able to knock this out in two or three years, and then you start you start get to get involved in the political arena, and you see the politics that happen, and how the uh, the state legislatures don't really move on the same kind of timetable that the rest of us in the business world do. Um, and it becomes a little bit more of a challenge. So just to refresh everyone's memory in our audience, the Convention of States Projects Resolution uh, advocates for having an Article 5 Convention of States meeting to propose amendments to the Constitution that cover three areas, uh, three subject matter areas, uh, limiting, limiting the size, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government, discussing term limits for federal officials, and restoring fiscal restraints. Joanne, when when was this first um, introduced in the Wisconsin uh, legislature? Well, in 2016, we had an LRB, so it wasn't actually introduced, but um, Bob Gannon, he actually was our original uh, lead sponsor, and but right away there was some drama on the floor of the assembly assembly. Let's just say they, they call him the finger from slinger. So, (laughs) 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 but Uh, um, so we sort of, you know, backed off with all that and kind of laid low for during 2016 and 17 and the balanced budget amendment was, um, you know, they're 
idea, as I understand it, you can correct me, Dan, was kind of, you know, razor sharp. I was always hearing from everybody when I would mention Article 5, razor sharp, you know, we're just going to do the one thing. And so I remember going the day they were passing it in one of the chambers, I went to Dan Knodel's office and I didn't even see him. He was back in this office and I had never met him before. And I talked to a staffer and asked if he would um, work on the three part resolution after he gets this passed. And, and he, you know, the guy tootled into the office and uh, walked back out and said, yes, he will. And I said, Oh, well, that was simple. You know, okay, great. (laughs) It cracked me up the way it worked. Dan just kind of came in and got things done. And it was, it was pretty fun to watch actually. (laughs) I know there's lots of moving parts to all this representative Canodal. You went, you went shifted from the balanced budget, Amendment. What attracted you, or what kind of caught your eye, and in, in, in made you decide to get behind the a little bit broader initiative that the Convention of States project um, abdicates for? Over the years, uh, legislatures have ceded over their authority, and, and it's, it's, it's even part of a fear effect. They didn't want to make the decisions. They would cede over authority to the executive of the state, the governors. Uh, have gained uh, more authority over over time, and uh, and the federal government just kind of filled that vacuum, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's why they will never undo it uh, once you uh, once you get that power and, and you get that uh, authority. So that uh, I saw growing over in my time uh, in the legislature, uh, balanced budget. We and I think all the states or, or most uh, have to operate under their own constitutions under a balanced budget. So uh, we can do it. Most families do it uh, or try to do it. You know, there's borrowing that goes on, but you have to keep that in control. And uh, so why isn't the federal government, which was created by the states, uh, subject to that same type of budgeting? So and term limits simply has been this we've seen now because of the long terms, the, the dysfunction that that has created and the authority and power gets vested in these long, long-term people who have come, become completely disconnected from the private sector. So we got to limit these terms so we can get these, these long-term dysfunctional people at this point out, out of office. I would argue it's the duty of state legislators to oversee the federal government and as, as you said, which other higher authority is, if it's a local government stepping aside, the state's more than happy to step in. Uh, if it's the state steps aside, the federal government's more than happy to step in. And the one thing that really kind of that really shocked me uh, in, in learning about the Missouri legislature is that, uh, I mean, our budget is about $30 billion a year and six, about 62, 63 percent of that. It kind of goes back and forth, but it's in that it's in that low 60 range is completely out of, out of the control of the Missouri legislature. And I think you see this in most state legislatures. It seems to run somewhere between 60 and 65% of their state budgets are all federally mandated spending or compelled spending by the federal government for, you know, highway matching funds or little goodies that you get from the federal government. And to me, that puts the state legislator in a horrible position because as a constituent, I'm demanding 100% of out of my representative or Senator, but then they only have 35 to 38% of the tools in the toolbox to represent me. You know, so to me that, I mean, that, that doesn't really seem like a, seem like a good deal. 
so what what have you uh i mean is is that has that been your experience i take it probably in in the wisconsin assembly as well oh yeah i don't know what our percentages are there but when you talk about uh you're going to what's called maintenance of effort uh we see it more uh, the biggest burgeoning areas is medicare medicaid and and uh we have to to match that and it's all federally directed uh but it's been the ballooning part of our budget every every budget cycle that just grabs a bigger and bigger chunk. Uh, and we, we don't have much to say about it, if anything. I was yeah. told it's 40 in Wisconsin. One of the staffers made it abundantly clear. It's 40% here. Like 40%. we've tried to maintain some of our control. <laughs> Joanne, one of the things that, you know, that, that I, I think that you enjoy and I, I enjoy is working with the grassroots and, you know, the grassroots are becoming more informed and more engaged uh, than I've ever seen uh, them before. What, what have you enjoyed the most about, you know, being involved with the grassroots and, and, and bringing people to the, uh, in, into the political process and being self-governing citizens as we're supposed to be? Oftentimes, I felt like I was one in a crowd who was like, something's amiss here, guys. <laughs> We need to do something about it. And, uh, you know, just out in the general public and at church and among, you know, the homeschoolers even. And, you know, yeah, there were some who were politically minded and seeing that things were not running the way they should be or the way the framers of our country had designed it. And uh, but overall, they weren't really planning on doing much about it. And um, so the grassroots have, you know, when I would call people to find out if they truly wanted to get going and actually do something and whatnot. And I would even just calling and thanking people for signing the petition, you know, thousands of phone calls. It was encouraging when you would get through to someone and they would want to rant about all the things that they see as wrong. And I could always bring them back to, well, we have a solution. Let's not, you know, flip out. Let's keep our heads and, and actually do something about it. Let's get to work. And, and it was, it's just been a blessing. It's worth it. And, and I just have met so many people with so many talents and great attitudes and um, made a lot of good friends. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's really a neat all across the country, really, not even just Wisconsin, but yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I, w- I mean, I would agree with you there because I've, I've met people, you know, from all across the country that I wouldn't have ever run across, you know, otherwise. I've always, I've always, I've always, you know, been, a, been of the opinion that there's nobody that's going to care more about you than you. So why don't you figure out what you can do, whether it's, you know, in elected, uh, being elected official like Representative Canodal or citizen activists like, you know, yourself or, or me or our, our great convention of states teams you know, that it's really incumbent upon us to look in the mirror and say, you know what, if, if it's to be, it's up to me. You kind of take Martin Treptow's oath, just like I'm going to, I'm going to soldier on like as if the, as if the whole matter depended upon my effort alone. Representative Canola, what's the value of the grassroots uh, to a state legislator in, in being involved in the political process? The the grassroots are the ones that recognize Article 5 and that this tool was sitting right there in a document that we took an oath to uphold, but I would bet most state legislators aren't even aware of. 
And here it is, this authority that is there for us, we choose to exercise it, uh, first has to be pointed out that it exists. And uh, then you can even get some legislators that they might bristle at that if a grassroots or constituents are coming in and telling you, well, we know something that you don't know that you should really be taking advantage of. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't have that particular type of t- type of mindset. So I was glad to hear from, from the grassroots and, and they certainly educated me. I'm not a constitutional scholar by any means. Uh, I'm not studying the, uh, the U.S. Constitution necessarily, especially as a state legislator. We've got our hands full with strictly state state issues, and that's our, where our focus is. But, but boy, this was sitting there, and once it was brought to my attention, I, I just, I'm just scratching my head saying, why have the states not <laughs> jumped on this and, and taken advantage to claw back, which is what we're doing, is clawing back the, the authority that was initially uh, granted to us, my role. Uh, with the grassroots was really trying to help to steer their efforts uh, to, to get that positive uh, outcome. But boy, they're motivated and they're knowledgeable and uh, just wonderful. Uh, and, and, and there's nothing better, I think, for, for a state legislator. It's, it's surprising how few people we hear from on most issues, mm-hmm. unless it's the big sexy issue where we're at war with the other side of the aisle. Uh, so, uh, so I welcome uh, people come into the office and because uh, they're they're there they're out there in the world and uh, we're we're hiding uh, you know in the in this big granite building and uh, <laughs> they bring their stories to us and they're they're the ones that are facing the real problems and the challenges out there uh, in their neighborhoods and in their communities so uh, every legislator has to make that effort to to hear them out and then they'll find out what needs to be addressed. It's kind of a challenge. I'm sure Joanne goes through the same thing. You know, it's kind of a challenge to to uh, not have our grassroots volunteers get frustrated whenever, you know, whenever whenever things don't move the way that you think that they should. Or, well, why are they doing this? Why they why can't they just vote on our resolution? I mean, it makes sense, you know. And I got, I try to point out just like you know, it's I'm I'm all in favor of the legislature doing as few things as possible because typically they screw up less things. I mean, typically, but whenever it comes down to your resolution or your issue that you want to move, then you want everything to go fast. And so it's, and you brought up a great point there that, and this is one thing that I think that the convention of states project does have an advantage uh, or we've developed an advantage here is that there are so few people that actually are involved in the process that whenever we show up with 30 or 40 or 50 or 70 or 100 people at the state capitol, everyone sits back and just like, whoa, wait a minute. We don't have these power in numbers. 100%. And, you know, people wanting to be involved in that process. Do you have any specific stories of, you know, when you told the grassroots to, uh, to kind of turn on the fire hose and, 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 and come at the legislature or wherever you had to say, hey, let's kind of calm down here just a little bit and let's kind of let it work through the process. I would uh, mention this is the specific legislator that needs some support and, and specifically from constituents. That's when they had to turn to their group and find the constituents of that particular legislator. Uh, when, and when it came time to, uh, to get things to the floor, to try to, 
to put some pressure on the, the, the leaders to, to schedule something to, to the floor. Uh, and it's all systems go. Joanne, I know through the, through the, the frustrations and the highs and the lows of getting a resolute, this resolution passed, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely feel for you. So what, what was that feeling like whenever um, the Senate passed and Wisconsin became state number 16 to, uh, to, to pass, to fully pass the convention of states projects resolution? We honestly were all kind of, couldn't believe it was happening sort of because we had to be very patient for a very long time. And, and um, it was when it was actually happening, it was sort of surreal. Like it was hard to believe it was actually happening, you know, especially when we had to go through the process twice because we got it through to the, the, we, you know, it got through to the, um, the point of just needing the Senate floor vote twice. And, you know, the first time COVID kicked in and, Nobody was doing anything about anything but that. And, and um, you know, we even had one of our one of our team members yelling at one of the senators because he didn't, you know, I don't know, lay his body across the desk of the Senate leader or something to make it happen. I don't know what he wanted him to do, but, you know, they weren't talking about anything but covid policy, you know, and it was mm-hmm. just um, anyway. So I'm carrying on about all that. But nevertheless, when it actually passed, we were sort of numb. Honestly, we just couldn't believe it was happening. And it wasn't until I watched a video of um, Garrett Humbertson put together a bunch of our um, volunteer video and pics and, and, you know, kids getting involved and interviews they did and, you know, little awards we gave out to the volunteers and whatnot. And then, you know, when I saw my son end that little video where he was like signing off, okay, then the tears came. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a bit of emotion there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of, you kind of, you kind of relive all the, all the ground, you know, that, and all the, all the toil and blood, sweat and tears that, that came to that. So, Representative yeah, Canola, just, there, yeah. we were, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, uh, Representative Canola, I was just going to ask you, um, what, how, how did you, how did you feel when it finally got across the finish line? I know sometimes it's, it's always, it's always uh, exciting when you get a piece of your legislation across, uh, across the goal line there. Sure. And uh, Joanne mentioned that was a great compilation, by the way, that uh, Garrett, Garrett did and, and kind of what the people in the podcast world have to do too, to uh, compile things and boil them down time-wise. Uh, but it was, uh, quite frankly, uh, once we know that it's uh, scheduled to the floor uh, in, in whatever house, we know that it's going to pass uh, and uh, that, that the votes are there. So you know, we know that you, know, you always have to have the votes tallied before anything is official. official. Mm-hmm. So uh, quite frankly, uh, I was relieved. Uh, so probably was more, more of relief for me. And I was already on because there was months in between the, the House vote and the Senate vote. Uh, I was on other things. And, you know, we're, we're juggling 100 other bills at, uh, at any particular point in time. And uh, for this case, it's getting to, towards the end of our session. So it was just a matter of the Senate getting it done before they recess and uh, go back uh, on the campaign trail. So that's where I've got my sense of uh, satisfaction and security that this they're going to get it. It's on the calendar. It's on the floor. It's going to be done. 
And, uh, and of course, the, the grassroots folks uh, were there and came, came to my office uh, afterwards. And, and uh, it was just a sigh of relief uh, for, for me and, and a congratulations to them for being successful in their efforts. That, there's nothing better than that. You know, well, we weren't going to come back and hassle you the next year. <laughs> Joanne, my door is always open and it's not my office, really all of your office. So come on in. I'm just a current, I'm just a current inhabitant. <laughs> well, well, that, that's just, that's a, that's a great perspective. And I mean, Joanne, thank you. And congratulations to you and the Wisconsin team of which obviously representative Canola is part of that for sure. But, but thank you for everything that you did in order to, uh, to, to push, you know, Wisconsin over the finish line and get to state number 16 and uh, representative Dan Canola. Thank you for, uh, you know, being a champion for Liberty and the constitution in the Wisconsin assembly and, you know, really, you know, um, you know, shi- shining as an example nationally as well. And so I think that's, um, you know, legislators like yourself and, and your, your fellow uh, legislators there in, in Madison who, who, who stood up against the, the federal government and actually went to go fight city hall and, uh, yeah. and, and pushed and pushed back against them. You know, thank you for, for being there and, and being committed to this and appreciate your service and your time. And yeah, this, he was a no nonsense, get the job done hero. It was awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's what it takes. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a total team effort. You can't do it without legislative help and with the help of the, of the legislative leadership and then the grassroots are there. So, um, so that's, that's a great victory for everybody there in Wisconsin and across the United States. And so that's great. So really appreciate uh, Representative Dan Canodal and uh, uh, the Convention of States, Wisconsin uh, State Director, Joanne Laufenberg. Thank you very much for being on Freedom's Call. Really appreciate your time and thank you for spending it here with our audience. Yeah, thanks, thanks Brett. I, I encourage all uh, legislators within earshot of this across the country, go forward with this and exercise this authority that exists for us, the state legislators. Get it done. We're behind you. Woo! Hundred percent. Can't really put any better than that. Thank you. Thank you both for being here this evening. This important message is brought to you by your friends at conventionofstates.com. Talk shows in the media are constantly using words of division, hate, and questions about where our country is headed. Often these discussions leave one with a feeling of doom. In sports and business, when we get off the path to success, often a reset is needed to get back to the basics. It's time for you to get involved. Sitting on the sidelines to see what happens isn't an answer. This is the best country in the world. Let your voices be heard in a peaceful and positive way. Let's join together and get this country back to where we can all be proud again. The Founding Fathers were afraid our Constitution was fragile, and for that reason included a reset to get back to the constitutional basics they authored. Article 5 of the Constitution provides a path for we the people to amend the Constitution. Everything you need to know is at conventionofstates.com. Well, welcome back to Freedom's Call. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with uh, Representative Dan Canola from Wisconsin and uh, state, uh, state Director for the Commission of States Project in Wisconsin, Joanne Laufenberg. It's just, it's a great accomplishment whenever uh, grassroots get in, get involved and, and move legislation that preserves liberty and restores 
the principles of federalism and defends the Constitution. Uh, that's not the end of the, the work in any state. Once they pass the Commission of States resolution, um, I, I like to say that your passage of the resolution like what we had in Missouri in 2017, that's not the beginning of the end. That's the end of the beginning. That's the first step, and it's incumbent upon every single one of us to be uh, to be self-governing citizens that we've discussed here in the past and to be involved in the political process and hold our elected officials accountable. I did want to uh, follow up here on our um, on a story here from last week when we spoke with uh, Senator Mike Moon from the uh, 29th District in Missouri and about, uh, you know, primarily about the overall gate. That last week has been re- rectified and, and, and peace was made between President Pro Tem uh, Dave Schatz and Senator Mike Moon from the 29th District from Ash Grove. Conversation off the floor that took place and this was resolved. So I'll just read, you know, brief, briefly the announcement. This is from the uh, Journal of the Senate, page 824. It says, President Pro Tem Schatz submitted the following to the Secretary of the Senate. Pursuant to Rule 12, I am appointing Senator Mike Moon to the following committees. Gubernatorial appointments, professional registration, small business and industry, ways and means. So I do believe that that uh, restores uh, Senator Mike Moon's uh, committee assignments that uh, were stripped over uh, a, a violation of, a, of, of the unwritten dress code uh, on the on the floor of the Senate, so definitely glad to see that resolved. You know, you you have a lot of competing um, interests and a lot of strong-willed people there in the Senate. And although there are definitely policy disagreements that I have with probably every single every single member, you know that's fine. We can have we can have those policy disagreements and have rational, calm constructive conversations about those those things. I mean, heck, I don't even agree with myself probably, you know, there's there's stuff that I don't agree with myself here some of the time. So that is just perfectly natural that we're not going to agree with everybody uh, every time. But, you know, the, the, the service that the members of the House and the Senate and other people, uh, other members of political office uh, really, you know, sacrifice their time away from their family, away from their uh, businesses and their hobbies and their friends uh, is is something really to truly be appreciated, and so I, I definitely appreciate you know the service uh, of everybody in Jefferson City and also their local government. So um, you know, but again, it's our responsibility, it's our job uh, in the grassroots to hold them accountable and make sure that they do what they said that they were going to do, and um, make sure they make good, prudent decisions. And under our watchful eye, we have more of a chance of that actually happening. So they're still going to do things that we don't agree with. And whenever uh, whenever that happens, yes, they should be challenged. Uh, you should challenge your uh, elected officials. Uh, you're their constituent. They work for you. But always do that in a respectful, professional manner. Uh, and you know, you can you can defend yourself passionately without. Uh, having it devolve into some type of a uh, of, of a uh, unconstructive, you know, verbal alter- altercation. So that's really what you know the, the, the message here: be involved in your federal, in your federal and state and local governments, but do it in a in a respectful but passionate manner. And um, you know that's that's how we're going to get better public policy. Well, really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, we're coming to the end of another episode of Freedom's Call. Appreciate you being here with us here. Uh, uh, today, I'm Brett Sterling signing off. Thanks all. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring.
You can interact with us on our website, freedomscall.net, and on Facebook at Freedom's Call. Until next week, thanks for joining us on Freedom's Call.